0: Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer with us today. We have a couple of state representatives from the region. We have uh, Dick Lowe up at Amber and Dick, thanks for coming in today.
1: Well, thank always. you, George. Thanks for having us.
0: And we have Brad Bowles from Marlowe. Brad, thanks again for coming in.
2: Hey, George. It's always great to be here. Good
0: to have you guys tag team each other and uh, find out what's been going on. And uh, a lot happening this week, even though the legislature is, is off for the summer. But if you guys know uh, our state representatives and senators, they're never they're never off, really. So uh, our kudos to uh, to all of our elected officials. We want to thank our friends with Stanley Systems and the Community Bank of Oklahoma for helping us out with our cool conversation. So big week for the state legislature this week. Uh, Representative
1: Lowe, of uh, the a special session, right? Yes, we've, uh, we're in special session on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Uh, finished up our work and got finished up. Uh, kind of a daunting week. We uh, appropriated uh, a little over $1.6 billion, and that's what's with the B, billion, that came through the ARPA funds. is going to be involved in uh, infrastructure and rebuilding, helping to rebuild Oklahoma. And definitely needed throughout the state. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, I'll be honest, we'd all wish that we didn't have this money. We wish the government hadn't spent the, printed the money, but our, we had two options. We either spend it on Oklahoma or we give it back and they give it to another state. But we're really excited some things were coming, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, representative Bowes kind of explaining a few of those. I think a big one in our area is going to be our broadband and that's going to be our big big thing it's going to help us broadband internet as, as
0: access and that's been something brad that's been discussed for the last couple three years is uh, improved broadband service for rural parts of the state
2: that's right we uh, we spent over 300 million dollars of uh, the arpa money that we received as a state on broadband and uh, especially here in grady county there's a lot of issues with high speed internet access and availability and we feel like in oklahoma that if we can get High speed internet access to rural Oklahoma, then we can grow economic development and a, a better lifestyle for people to have those opportunities. And I think uh, in my district in Grady County for sure, and probably represent those as well, uh, there's a lot of need for that. So I think that's going to be very uh, helpful for our people here in Grady County.
0: There is a state broadband uh, group that mm-hmm. kind of is, is that the group that's going to oversee the. There is. There's a
2: council that mm-hmm. we created. And uh, the goal for that group is to get 95% of Oklahoma. High-speed internet broadband within the next five years, and they're going to use this money that we've allocated for that project.
0: And we all realized the importance of of that uh, during COVID a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, all school districts, you know, had the distance learning and things like that. Uh, so this kind of, that was kind of a springboard uh, for this.
2: That's right. I think it, it definitely brought awareness to that issue. I mean, not that we didn't already know that was an issue, but that brought awareness, and then. And then the next thing is, what do you do when you, you know about it? it? It takes a lot of money to fix that problem. And uh, with, with the ARPA, which ARPA stands for American Rescue Plan Act, with that money that Congress approved to give the states, um, we were able to take that opportunity and use a portion of that money to hopefully fix that problem. So
0: do the, uh, do the broadband service companies uh, apply for grants
1: for, through the commission, or how does that, how does that work? well they will be there'll be um, that money goes into a, in a pot if you, now it's a real simple way to say it mm-hmm. but they'll be able to go in and they'll what they're going to do is basically that commission is going to say okay here's the spots we've got to spend it in and then they'll be able to go in there and bid those bid those jobs and get get use of that broadband money but we first thing we got to identify it we just don't want to start building it out because this the big thing on this we said is rural Rural broadband. We want it across the state, but rural was number one, which for our districts is absolutely the, the critical for uh, in and, and as uh, representatives both said, this is economic development. Companies can't come in if they don't have digital access anymore. So we've got to have that Internet access. And, yeah. you know,
2: it's also economic development in another way that we've not had in the past. With remote working opportunities that are now a big deal after COVID, there's a lot of really good paying jobs that you can now work from home. And so, and there's a lot of people that I know would want to move back to their hometowns, to to live and work if they can have remote opportunities. But without high speed internet, they can't. They can't do that. So we feel like there's a, a lot of opportunities for people to move back to their hometowns, like Chickasha and Grady County, wherever they're from. Marlow, Mar, yeah, Darko, That's Port- right. Any anywhere west of I-35. That's basically. right, and <laughs> still make yeah, what, you know, whatever their career path that they want to have, mm-hmm. they can still do that, even if that job may not be. In, you know, this area, they can still have that opportunity and, uh, and still raise their family back where they want to.
0: So broadband, uh, one of the most, uh, popular items. What else, Brad?
2: Well, so there's also Mm -hmm. a a thing that's going to help a lot of people around here. It's a nonprofit, uh, group. We, we gave $25 million to, uh, the nonprofits and so nonprofits that were affected in COVID with uh, a loss of funding. And, uh, they had to apply for this grant. And basically if they lost uh, a certain amount of money, uh, during COVID, they can apply up to fifty thousand dollars or seventy-five thousand dollars, depending on their loss of revenue during COVID, and uh, and there will be a group that receives these applications and and, and funds these grants based on those awards. So and what
0: group was going to be? It's going to uh, be uh,
2: allocated through Department of Commerce. Okay. And there's a there's a group that Department of Commerce already meets with uh, that represents the all the nonprofits, and so that group is already meeting. They've already that they've already have a a group established, and so uh they'll be doing that and i think there's a lot of good nonprofits here in this area that have that were negatively affected through the COVID. because you know their their donors obviously they were affected as well so they they had less uh donors maybe their fundraising events got canceled because people couldn't meet and uh and so i think that'll help because you know there's a lot of good nonprofits in this area that do a lot of good
0: and when will that be available is it like right away or do you have to wait a few weeks to like you make applications yes or?
2: so they're working on the, uh, the applications right now in that process, so that should be available pretty soon. I would say if you're a nonprofit out there, uh, go to uh, the Department of Commerce website, and uh, the information will be out there. And definitely get your application in ASAP because there's going to be a lot more people applying for it than we have money for, even with $25 million. That's the case
1: I'm to, with that but, situation isn't it yeah, is, yeah that was i mean and, and there's people say there's winners and losers on the arpas and in so many different areas we we helped with the aeronautics pretty heavy infrastructure water and sewer systems and uh, so there's a lot of areas that we help nursing healthcare, care we put some money in behavioral health that's something we've been needing in oklahoma badly and we were able to put a lot of money in there to help it rebuild some uh f- facilities but uh but yeah we had like i said we give 1.6 million through appropriations we had applications of 14 or it's 1.6 billion we had ap- uh, applications over 14 billion dollars worth of projects now some of them didn't fit but uh, but we're excited about what our area uh, uh, Brad and I worked hard to make sure that our area got our, quote, quote, fair share. But we wanted to help our citizens all we could and be fair with the other
2: members in Oklahoma. And what about uh,
0: community infrastructure, water lines, sewer lines, things like that? that, Right. uh,
2: So OWRB, we partnered with them. Water Resources Board. Yep, Oklahoma Water Resources Board got $100 million. And uh, that was one of the projects we gave them money for. And basically what that was going to do, is it's going to give cities, counties, rural water districts an opportunity to apply for grants through them? Uh, they're already the experts on grants, and uh, they already have a point system on how they figure out who gets awarded grants. So we don't want to create a new system. So give it, give the money to the people who already know how to do it. And then, uh, so I, th- I think that's going to really help a lot of our cities. I've already talked to people in our district that uh, are going to be applying for some of that, some of the rural water districts, county cities. And so I uh, talked to Mayor Mosley the other day about it actually. And so I think. Um, there's going to be opportunities for the, for small towns in our districts that I think will really benefit from that.
0: And uh go down the list for some of the other uh ARPA fund recipients.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll go down the list here. Uh so basically uh man, there's so much to to go through, but I want to try to go through some that I think will mm-hmm. uh, people will like uh first responders uh got they they got money. We got $22 million for first responder behavior health. Um uh, for national guard members as well so people that have went to the military they served our country they came back and they have some mental health issues ptsd and so we're helping uh, build a, a facility here in oklahoma for first responders and military people that have ptsd issues and so i think that'll be a big deal um, and then also as Representative Lowe talked about we also are adding more beds uh, to the Griffin Memorial Hospital and the Tulsa Center Hospital. So Oklahoma City and Tulsa both are going to add more beds for mental health. So we definitely have a big need in Oklahoma for mental health. Uh, and we're sh- so we're trying to address that and give more opportunities for people. Because right now, if you have a mental health issue, a lot of times you have to go out of state to get help. And so we want to keep people in Oklahoma so they can stay with their families and stay home and, and keep their job and still address their mental health issues.
1: Yeah, one thing it is a project goes directly in our area, at least to our western part of your listening area. In Caddo Tech- County Technology Center, they're get money to help with their truck driver training. We we know there's been a shortage of truck drivers, and so they're going to get several million dollars to help with that. I think I think it's five or six million that they're getting, but I could, don't quote me on that totally. But it, I do know their their project got funded, and I'm excited because that's my area. It's an old district yeah. that I'm still going to have for a few more months.
0: And that's a truck that truck driving programs are going on for many years over yes. there to see ktc so all right let's take a short break right here gentlemen and we'll be right back with more on our cool conversation thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on our cool conversation we have state representatives brad bowles and dick low with us also this week gentlemen uh the legislature uh dug into uh the savings account i guess and providing some drought relief for ag producers and I know that's your area of expertise.
1: Yeah, and so. I'm excited. We had $3 million that we would put in a budget just because of drought. We put this that was in, this past spring. That was this past spring that we would put in. Actually, that money had been put in several years ago. It hadn't been used. Uh, fortunately, we hadn't had too many droughts until now, and we all know what we're experiencing. We passed um, – yesterday drought relief is going to go through the department of ag is going to be handled and it's 20 million dollars now I know that sounds a lot of money but you start look at the drought we've had in Oklahoma that doesn't go as far as we want but 3 million went nowhere we're very excited that we have a grady county gal going to be in charge of this our secretary of agriculture blaine arthur uh we wished we could tell you exactly what it's going to go for because we do not yet know yet uh, we do know it has to be drought related but they're making the rules that, that uh commission is working on it now but we're excited about that that uh, we got some things coming as soon as we do find out george you'll be the first one we send it to so and there's
0: this uh this longtime group that's been kind of sitting idle for years it's a Drought
1: commission or something that, like that. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it has. It's the secretary of agriculture, the ORWB, dealing mm-hmm. with rural water and water situation, and also the rural conservation. Those mm-hmm. three make up. And and usually you start thinking about drought. There, that's the three you're going to be dealing with. So uh, that that commission has met once. Uh, they're meeting again i believe it's monday or tuesday this coming week and they got twenty thousand or 20 million more in the coffers than they had so they've got a lot to talk about
0: all right so i know that's a big issue that and we'll give more information when that comes available so uh, i know our producers are hurting and uh, glad you guys are able to help them out
2: well and also just to add to that real quick george so we know that from the uh, the u.s drought monitor it shows that half the state is facing a drought right now and 14 percent is in extreme drought so we know there's a definitely a big need there and even that like Representative Lowe said, "I mean, the 23 million that we have allocated to this is a lot of money, but it probably won't do everything we need. But it's definitely a big start, and hopefully, we can get some farmers and ranchers, some much related, uh, much needed relief." Few minutes on the program uh, left. Let's talk about some interim studies you've been involved with.
1: We did. We had a great interim study. Uh, Representative Bowes, Representative Brian Hill from Mustang, and myself put this together, and and it was uh, dealing with foster care and adoption uh, with the. Uh, the ruling coming down the Dobbs case and the uh, Roe versus Wade. We just felt like we need to be proactive. And uh, I, it's way out of my field. Everybody knows me. This is not my field. to know anything about it. Uh, Representative Bowles and I talked earlier, and he, he agreed that he would help me. Um, I knew that uh, Representative Hill had had some dealings in this area. They, to uh, be honest, Representative Hill took the big, big lead for us on it because he did have it. But we're very excited about things we heard and things moving forward. Um do we we have some ideas of some things that but we it's not just what we know. We want the experts to tell us what can we do to help. We know that adoption seems like it takes too long when it goes through DH. We as DHS, we know permanency for these these kids. We can't take three years out of their life and say, well sorry. And so uh but Representative Bowles unfortunately was not able to join us that day, but he's joined us through a lot of meetings and continual meetings in there. And uh, I'm excited about what we've got ahead of us.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it, it definitely uh, Representative Lowe and Representative Hill did a great job with that study and actually came down with the stomach virus the night before oh. <laughs> and wasn't able to make the, the study that day. But but I know they did a great job. But really for me, you know, I've been a very big pro-life advocate ever since I even ran for office and way before that even. And so, but one thing that we always talk about is we can't just be pro-life uh, before the baby's born. We gotta be pro-life after the baby's born. And what can we do to help with the system and what can we help do? And we know that with the, uh, the recent ruling uh, with Roe versus Wade that there's gonna be more strain on the system potentially. And what can we do to help learn more about the system and make the system better with foster care or, or adoption and make it cheaper, make it more affordable and you know uh, and quicker learn more about it and quicker yeah yeah because we know there's a lot of families that want to have that want to help and there's a lot of kids that have you know that are in the system that need help and so what can we do to help tie the two together
0: hopefully you can come up with some legislation that'll be considered uh, next year Hmm. and you've got about three months to get that
2: done i guess right (laughs) that's right it'll be here before we know it yeah i know it. all right uh what else brad you know it's it's definitely a busy time and uh you know we still have a little bit of arpa funding left And so we're going to be evaluating what we do with that money. But the majority of it is done. And as we talked about earlier, there's some controversy on what what we do with that money. But I felt like you know there was a a joint committee that met for over a year on going through, vetting these projects. We took applications, I think 1,400 applications across the state. And so only 10% of the uh, people that applied for money got funded at all. And so I feel like uh, this was not a rush, hurry through the night. Get something done in the next day process. Very, there were a lot of vetting that was done, you know, a, a lot of public input. And so, is everything perfect? No, but I feel like uh, the state's going to be better off with the investments that we made yesterday. And I'm just proud to be a part of it, and appreciate all the input that I've received from everyone back at home.
1: Well, it, it's been a, a, a process. This. It's kind of daunt. It kind of it kind of gets to you when you start thinking those numbers. Uh, as I was driving to Capitol on on Thursday morning, thinking about we're getting ready to, to appropriate one point six billion dollars. That's not numbers I was used to working with. I'll just be real honest. Now, I don't think anybody probably listening today typically looks that. But I'm excited for what Oklahoma. Th- we didn't go out there and do one time. Nothing we put out there was not a sustainable product project. We wanted whatever we spent money on, that that would continue on, not just go through and it's gone. I'm excited about the healthcare. We all know what the healthcare issues been, and especially behavioral health. We've just absolutely not had any help at all, and didn't have the money to do it. Finally, have the money. Let's do it. Uh, infrastructure, without a question. So I'm excited about the ARP. I'm excited about this year. Um, it, it, it's hard to believe we're only three, four months out, yeah, and you know right. it, we're back, back doing it. But. Uh, uh, I enjoy the interim, but my definition of interim, and my dictionary must be wrong. It means work your tail off because <laughs> I'm going all the time. I, I thought that meant you are supposed to slow down, but I love people and as well as does uh, Ripsy and Bowls, and we're gone all the time in our communities. And we love uh, being able to talk to the people. So I'm excited about what interim does mean in our dictionary. All
0: right, sounds great. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us again. Uh, both uh, Representative Bowles and Representative Lowe ran unopposed for reelection, So you're in for a couple more years. And uh, uh, I know you guys have open doors. So, folks, get a hold of these guys if you've got a concern, and they'll help you out.
2: Thanks for having us, George. Right. Thank you.
0: All right. And uh, thanks to all of you for joining us on our KUA Conversation program. And we want to thank our sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdun, and Newcastle.